This is Donna Otto, and we are Modern Homemakers. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I have to say that today, because today we're going to talk about hospitality. And hospitality is about welcome, welcome, welcome. And it's about Christ's welcome of us. And I um, have a group of women who I love dearly, and some years ago, we started... Um, I don't really know how it got started, but it might have been me. I can start things at times. But somewhere in my very distant past, I decided, oh, I'm almost embarrassed to say this out loud. You can see I'm pausing because I'm not sure I'm going to. I decided that I was going to handwrite the entire Bible. Okay, I said it. And um, on eight and a half by 11 pieces of paper in three ring binders. So um, one of the girls said to me, well, there's a gal who takes Bible writing seriously, and she puts out a once a month, oh, I wonder if I have one that, with me that I could tell you her name. I don't. She puts out a once a month <clears throat> a listing by topic, by topic, um, and she gives you a passage to write every day. So I said, well, that sounds interesting, because I was just writing straight through. Of course, I complicated my writing straight through, as you can see the, the little fuzziness that happened right there, and um, my intention is still being accomplished, but just not in the same manner. So one month we were writing um, passages from the scripture about hospitality, and uh, it, it just—it's been recent those passages, and I remember thinking, I don't think I've ever spoken about hospitality as it relates to Christ. Like Jesus has to be considered the most hospitable entity that ever could be. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are one hospitable to each other. And always hospitable to us. Always. Always saying, come, come, come and stay. Come and stay. And many years ago, I was doing a teaching on hospitality, and I read a passage uh, from Lord Montgomery, Montgomery's books, um, um, Anne of Green Gables. And Anne says, the sweetest words you can ever stay, say is come and stay with me. And it was so precious to me, I thought, yes, that is really what hospitality looks like. Come and stay with me. So I thought I'd take a few minutes today to look at this passage found in 1 Peter 4, 8 and 9. I'm going to look at a couple of other passages, not for long, um, that um, show what hospitality is. Now, for years, I have taught the subject of hospitality, and I always say that hospitality is not in your home. It is in your hands and your eyes 
and your heart, your hand and your eyes and your heart. So your eyes see something that needs a hospitable touch. I'm sure I've told the story before. It's absolutely my favorite Anissa story. She's my daughter. And um, she was engaged. No, they weren't engaged. They were just dating. And her gentleman friend, her boyfriend, they were in their early 30s, um, had come from Michigan where he lived to spend the weekend with his parents who lived here so he could see Anissa. His parents often said they got to see him a whole lot more when he was dating our daughter because he didn't come to see them. He came to see her, but he stayed at their house, so they got to see him a little bit. So we, the three of us, had gone to REI to do a little shopping, all of us liking REI. We're having a good old time, and we pull into the parking lot, I think we had lunch first. We pull into the parking lot, and there's a woman in a wheelchair right in front of where Anissa parks her car. We're in her car. She's driving. Jason's on the front. I'm in the back seat. And um, no, I was in my own car. I was following them. That's what it was. So she jumps out, and she doesn't look for the rest of us. She just walks over to the woman in the wheelchair, and she said, do you need help, ma'am? Do you, is there anything we could do for you? She said, no, I'm waiting for my ride. Oh, they kibitzed a little. Well, the three of us went into REI. We bought our purchases. We did what we did. We came back out. The lady was still sitting in the wheelchair. And she said, well, it, it doesn't look like my ride is coming. And Anissa said, that's okay. We'll take you. And the next scene will forever be in my mind. My soon-to-be son-in-law has a white shirt on and a pair of khaki pants. He's duded up like a Michigan boy, right? And he... Is next thing he see, I see him doing is helping the woman into the front seat of the car and lifting the wheelchair in my daughter's little Jetta car, which barely fit, and the black mark on his trouser from the wheel of the wheelchair. And he gets in the back seat, big guy that he is, the woman's in the front seat, and I'm watching all this happen as I get into my car. And I thought, that's hospitality. That, like that's, that's going the extra mile. That's seeing something and putting your hands to it and welcoming a stranger because they needed something to be done. So I, I want you to think a little bit about Jesus and how Jesus welcomes us always. The passage in 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 8 and 9 says, Above all, maintain constant love for one another, for love covers a multitude of sins. And the very next phrase, he says, Be hospitable to one another. And that would have been enough, wouldn't it, to put a period there? But in your version and mine, it says, Without complaint, without grumbling and complaining, have you ever been hospital, hospitable to someone, but you grumbled and complained all the way through it? Why are they coming? How long will they stay? When David and I were first married, he lived by the clock. You know, he was a lawyer. He had to be at the office. He had to meet clients. He had the courtroom. Everything was very punctual and could pretty tell. And I'll never forget in two instances, one when people come into our house and another time when we were going to a fellowship, friendship gathering, he said, when do you think this will be over? <laughs> I thought, that wasn't what time will it be over, but how long do I have to stay there? So that's hospitality, grumbling and complaining the whole way. 
So it isn't just about letting your eyes see something, putting your hands to it. And it's engaging your heart, engaging your heart and enjoying it. Jesus shows us hospitality. So I'm reading from the message. Eugene Peterson um, has written from this passage in 1 Peter 4, which of course is always phrased differently. Most of all, love each other as if your life depended on it. Love makes up for practically anything. Be quick to give a meal to the hungry, a bed to the homeless, cheerfully. Be generous with the different things that God is giving you to pass around. Hmm. Thank you, Eugene, for uh, the vernacular of today and making this so personal. The opening paragraphs of this chapter, chapter 4 of 1 Peter, deal with passion. And Peter doesn't say that we should eliminate passion, but rather we should, shouldn't be tyrannized by it. The passion says it just needs to be redirected. Peter says, direct us to some new passions. I always think about that as an exchange. I'm not giving up something. So often people try, especially dieting or uh, putting on exercise or adding tithes to their financial. Well, I have to give up that. You know, it's, it's an exchange. You're giving up eating and exchanging it for a thinner body. You're putting on exercise and exchanging it for a healthier body. You're giving up sin and exchanging it for God's grace in your body, in your soul, in your mind. So it's an exchange. And he says, instead of having your senses dulled with drunkenness, stay wide awake in prayer, in a place which denies the worth and dignity of another person and uses them as a means of gratification, he calls us to put on love in places of reverie, which bring people together as a mob and reduce their individualities to the lowest common denominator, Peter puts up and pushes back and says, be hospitable, be quick to give a meal to the hungry, a bed to the homeless, and do it cheerfully. Well, sometimes people say to me, yeah, but that's not easy because you have to set the table and you, no. So often we get confused with entertainment and hospitality. Entertainment's purpose is to impress. Hospitality's purpose is to express. Entertainment's purpose is to show off your stuff. Hospitality's purpose is to share your stuff, to share your stuff. Well, I'm going to give you some hospitality hints in a minute. And I think this is a resource you can find free on our website. But I want to say to you, there are a couple of other passages that I would encourage you to read if you're in a place that you're struggling with this, be hospitable. Be hospitable. He tells us to entertain angels unaware in Hebrews 13, chapter 2. Look at Matthew 12, 34 and 35. Go all the way back to 1 Kings chapter 17, 7 through 24, where we see he's calling us to an obedience of this. And then in 1 Timothy 3, verses 4 and 5, you can't give to others without it in your home. This is a, 
uh, and then the last one is Romans chapter 12, verse 13, where he says the only place in scripture that he calls us to outdo one another. He calls us to outdo one another in brotherly love. Outdo one another in brotherly love. Now, some of us have a hard time with having people in our home. And I, I understand that it does take a special effort. Uh, I have some things that I hold to pretty fast. But if it means I have to give up what I hold too fast, which is having the meal prepared before they get there. And if that can't happen, and I say, oh, no, I just won't invite them. No, I have to let that go. But it's a good idea to have something prepared. It's a good idea to have a freezer that's something you can pull out. I love to have like chicken picante sauce I have in my freezer. I love chicken picante. It's full of lemon. I have the sauce already, and all I have to do is have a little chicken fillet, and I can pour the sauce over it, and voila, dinner with a salad. So I can, I have these things ready, so I can casually invite people over. Now I love to invite people over, and not so casually. I'm blessed to have some beautiful dishes and some beautiful glasses, and I can get them all out. But that takes a little more time and energy. And if I say I can't have someone unless I can do it this way, then I'm missing the point of being hospitable without grumbling and complaining. So here are a few things. One, have a purpose for your hospitality. And David and I are very intentional about that. Why are you coming? What are you here for? We want to say to you, today we want to pray for you. Today we want to plant a tree in our backyard in honor of your loss. Today we want to send you off as you prepare for this trip, etc., etc. Secondly, plan early and be realistic. Be thorough and realistic. Make the marketing list and check it twice. I've done it, you've done it. You get home to prepare something and you're missing one ingredient. You just slap your forehead and say, Inga. So be thorough and be realistic. Not only be realistic what you can afford, what you have time to cook and prepare, but what people most likely like. I have some zangy recipes, but a lot of people don't like those zangy recipes, so I don't do that. My next encouragement is keep the food simple and manageable, especially decide how is the audience going to come to the table? Are they going to come to the table? Is it outside? Is it inside? Is it a buffet? Put all those things in mind. I recently had eight women at my table and in honor of a friend who was in town. And I thought, oh, they're going to come in. They're going to come in irregularly. They haven't seen each other. So I had a, a nice appetizer, and they visited around the appetizer, and then they came to the table. Well, well they came to the table, and I thought, I don't want to have a hot meal because it's pretty warm in Arizona already. And more than that, I want to be able to serve it last minute. So I made a cold chicken fruit salad, and it was easy, and I had it ready. So get it as ready as you can, and then do as much of it you can the day before. Give your house neat. doesn't have to be clean. Just make sure that the bathroom is clean so people can go in there and use the bathroom. Wash up and freshen up. Remember, your purpose is not to impress, but to express God's love. Um, before people arrive, as best as you can, give yourself 15 minutes to at least um, get the kitchen sort of in control so that you can feel like you can go into the kitchen and you can respond to what their needs are. 
um, clean up as much possible as you go or clean up as much as you can beforehand. So make sure the dishwasher is empty if you own one. And uh, I always run a sink full of hot sudsy water and leave it in the sink or if you have a uh, dishpan, hot sudsy water. And then everything that comes into the kitchen, instead of putting it in the sink or in the counter, just leave it in the sudsy pan. And, you know, by the time you're ready to uh, put it away, it's, it's already washed and cleaned itself. Um, decide what your family thinks is the best way. And we have some dear friends we've known for 40-plus years, and they have some lov- lovely rituals in their home. And one of them is whenever they have a meal together, and they almost always do buffet. And it doesn't matter if there are five people or 25 people, and sometimes they have 100 people. The people who go first in line, they're not the kids, they're not the old folks, they're the men, they're not the women, they're anybody who's never had a meal in their home before. So if this is your first time in our home, you go first to the buffet. So maybe that's something you'll establish in your home. But establish some habits about hospitality that belong to you. One of the habits of hospitality in the Otto household is a chalkboard out in front of our house, at the door you'll be coming in, whatever, whoever, whenever you're coming. And it just says, welcome, and your name. That's a little habit of hospitality at the Otto household. Jesus is very hospitable to us. He's always inviting us to come and stay, and he's never in a hurry to get rid of us. And I pray that you will take Jesus and Peter's words very seriously about being hospitable without grumbling and complaining. I'm Donna Otto. This is Modern Homemakers. Remember, the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make it a very uncommon time of expressing hospitality in your eyes, your hands, and your heart.